Welcome everyone to FF Plus. This is your outlet for reviews that are simple, short, and spoiler-free. And I am your host, Aaron White. This time around, I've got a horror movie to talk about. Something that I don't actually do a whole lot on this show, because it's not a genre that I am particularly in love with. I do, however, really gravitate towards supernatural-themed horror stories, probably because of my own Christian upbringing, and I do hold the original Exorcist film in extremely high regard. I think it is an all-time classic and one of the 10 best horror movies ever made. So is this sequel necessary? Probably not, but is it worthy of existing and carrying on the legacy of the name The Exorcist? Maybe so. The movie is The Exorcist Believer from Universal Pictures. It stars Ellen Burstein, Leslie Odom Jr., Anne Dowd, Jennifer Nettles, Norbert Leo Butts, Lydia Jewett, and Olivia Markham. It is directed by David Gordon Green, and it is written by Peter Sattler, David Gordon Green, Scott Teams, and Danny McBride, and based on characters by William Peter Blatty. Cinematography is by Michael Simmons, it is edited by Tim Alverson, and music is by David Wingo and Aman Abbas. It runs 111 minutes and is rated R for some violent content, disturbing images, language, and sexual references. What's it about? The parents of demonically possessed girls, desperate for help, search for someone who has had similar experiences. Chris McNeil. Now, I thought that the first act of this film is actually pretty strong. It opens up in Haiti with Leslie Odom Jr.'s character vacationing or on some sort of excursion with his wife. He's a photographer. Some things go wrong during this outing, and there is a trauma that occurs that will end up following him for the rest of his life and also being something that is inescapable for his daughter and a major driving force for what ends up causing her to be possessed in the first place. I really enjoyed the way this opening took place. It gave me a lot of similar vibes to how the original film opens in Iraq. It's not an exact one-for-one similarity in what happens, but I was thinking about that film and thus wondering if what was going to happen here was going to be connected to the possession in some way that was comparable, and sure enough, it is. I appreciated the way that the film starts. From there, when we get to the present day, it's not too long before the two girls in this film go missing. And I think that David Gordon Green handled this really well. This captures the horror of the feeling that parents have if their kids are missing and they don't know what has happened. They have no reason to suspect something to have gone wrong they're just gone and I really felt that as a parent myself in this it's something that we seem done very well in like Denis Villeneuve's film Prisoners and then as the film will do several times throughout it shows us that fear and how different kinds of parents and families process it based on their relationships with their children and then after that we even get to see the families really struggling to deal with the aftermath of the possession of their two girls. They don't really necessarily know they're possessed at this point, but once they've been returned, they're having to deal with this unexplainable 
behavior of them acting wild and their bodies being torn up and them being unable to remember anything specific. All of that was keeping me on edge and, and really kind of getting underneath my skin and making me as a parent feel for them in a, in a really strong way. The movie is mostly centered on Odom Jr. and his daughter, not quite so much on the other family. The two families have different set of beliefs. Leslie Odom Jr. is a skeptic, and the other girl's family are devout Christians. We're not sure exactly what denomination, but it's definitely not Catholic. And Odom Jr. is the one who ends up really driving the story forward. He is seeking out ways to help the girls, and he is the first one that is of the mindset that something has to be done to help them beyond just committing them to a psych ward. I think that the unique twist of having two girls instead of one may be written off by some viewers, but for me, it really worked. I liked the fact that it wasn't just one. Two completely different families trying to deal with what is happening in their own unique ways gave this a different flavor than any other solo possession-focused exorcism movie has. One other thing I really liked is that the movie ends up, at one point, focusing on a collection of different faith rituals that are introduced when people are trying to help Leslie Odom Jr.'s character out. They're trying to find anything they can do to assist him and help push through that skepticism to where he will believe that his daughter has had something supernatural happen to him and deal with it accordingly. And I like how the movie is able to integrate those together. It kind of reminded me, honestly, of the bumper sticker coexist of it's like all these different things coming together to try different methods. That being said, it is all seemingly Christian related faith. There are no like Buddhists or Hindi or Muslims in this. Everyone is a God believer. They just approach how they follow Jesus a little bit differently. And the, specifically, it's the ritual and the way in which they believe you can get rid of a demonic presence. That is where the differing really occurs. I think the movie is shot really well and clean. It looks nice. There are some jump scares in here, uh, one of which really got to me as a personal uh, phobic of certain slithery creatures. That being said, I was invested in the girl's state and I continually had a growing fear for the parents that things were just not going to work out the way that we all wanted them to. And one thing I didn't really care for and I just can't seem to find a way to defend is the return of Ellen Burstein. That's not her fault. It's just David Gordon Green being David Gordon Green. When he revives these horror franchises. He feels he's got to bring a connection. And this is just a way of the world in cinema these days. It's, it's, everything's got to have that nostalgic hook. Her appearing here is about 10 minutes of connecting this to the first film in a completely non-meaningful way. It doesn't matter. For this movie, it doesn't have any matter whatsoever. And because of that, it was really frustrating because Ellen Burstein shows up. She's still a wonderful actress, and she does a fantastic job of performing what she's given to perform, but it's just wasted and not of any real value. And so it's like 
you could have cut out these 10 to 15 minutes of the movie and it would have been tighter and just as effective. It would have been any less strong because of that. And I laughed when I was reading the synopsis just now earlier because the film is billed specifically as this search to get Chris McNeil to help them with an exorcism. That's not quite how it goes down. And I think that that's overselling her presence and her involvement in this particular story. I just, oh, I just wish we could get away from that and get back to just making original stories. Even if they're a sequel like this is, it doesn't have to tie back to the original or it needs to tie very directly. It needs to have a purpose for continuing on what was taking place in that and do something really interesting and meaningful with it. And that just another one of those things happened here. So like I said, it's a waste. The exorcism itself held my attention. Even though nothing special really happens, it is highly suspenseful. It's got a little bit of kind of, I don't know, questionable CGI to it. But for the most part, I was definitely on edge. Again, wondering what was going to happen to the two girls and to everybody that was surrounding them. Because I won't be specific, but it's not performed by just a singular Catholic priest like some of the ones we've seen in past films. There are definitely several things that happen that are callbacks to the original movie. Uh, and I do think that the two girls give wonderful performances. Both of them are just, they're just terrific at playing possessed. It is creepy. It looks like it had to be very difficult. The makeup makes them look absolutely grotesque, and they are able to convey that same depiction of what having the devil inside you spewing evil out of its mouth and body would be like. It was very similar to what we saw in the original film as well. The ending, fairly predictable, but nonetheless, I thought mostly satisfying. Thought it was a little bit thought-provoking, according to what we might do if we were the parents in this specific situation as it plays out, and then also kind of realistic as to what we probably would do if we were the parents put into this situation. And I like the way that that causes a crisis amongst the entire group and ends up leaving things at the end of the film. It is a little bit ambiguous. I think David Gordon Green just couldn't help himself because every new remake has to have a trilogy, right? That's just a rule. And so I would not be surprised if the ending of this one isn't really the ending and it just keeps going. Mostly, though, I enjoyed this. I had a good time with it. And I think that most horror fans or franchise fans of The Exorcist will do so as well. It's not a masterpiece, but I think it does a good job of capturing the spirit, pun intended, of the franchise. And it's one of DGG's better efforts in these remakes so far. The Exorcist Believer will be in theaters on October the 6th, and you can check it out for yourself then. I recommend a packed house because that's always the best way to see a good horror film. Well, that's it for this episode of FF Plus. Thank you for listening or watching. Please like, subscribe, and share no matter where you listen or watch the show. It helps us out, and we appreciate that greatly. But thank you primarily for spending your time with me today. It means the world to me, and I hope that I've been able to help you in your decision-making going forward. That's it for this time. I'll be back soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filled.